welcome, welcome, welcome to this, the third episode of Chutzpah. I am so happy to be here. My job is going really well, and I do admit this I was not happy about. I almost got to see a friend that I got to reconnect with recently, and then we got snowed out because of ice and this horrible winter storm. So that was a bit of a bummer, but I hope everybody is safe and warm now. And uh, since I know that I'm happy where I am, I hope that you are happy wherever you are. And if you're not, don't look now. But 50 years ago, I planted some mighty oak seeds just outside your bedroom window, and its branches have just reached up right next to your window so you can hop on out and climb on up and touch the sky and tickle a squirrel, do whatever you want to do to get happy where you are. So enough of that nonsense. Our introduction for our wonderful guest today. Put those markers down, folks. Today, our guest is the sporty neurotypical version of our previous guest, Jacob Schumann. He is now the major gift director at a very important institution here in Louisville, the home of the Innocents. He was formerly the associate director of advancement at the Speed Art Museum. If you're an organization that needs donors, you're going to want this man in your corner. He's smart, he's talented, and he's a Schumann, so we know he's got some chutzpah. Please welcome Matthew Schumann. Woohoo! It's a great introduction. <laughs> Did I miss anything? Do you want to add uh, anything? Uh, not necessarily. No. I mean, I think you got. I think you could have added more hair. Mm. Uh, the more the Schumann with more <laughs> hair too, and more height. Um, but you know, we're we're not just here to shit on Jacob, mm-hmm. so we can we yeah. can move on. That's a good point, though. Yeah. Uh, cool. So we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, my first question for you today is: What gives you confidence? How do you keep that ego inflated? Um. I think one of the things growing up or, or now that I've grown up more that gives me a little more confidence is, is just realizing how many people in the world, myself included, are just winging it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I do believe in, especially in this age of COVID, I will put out the disclaimer of like, I believe in professionals and experts, but at the same time, there is something to be said for like, we're all just kind of winging it and figure things out as we go. And I think the more you realize how little people around you know, the more comfortable you feel about how little you know yourself. So I I think that gives me confidence really of just kind of realizing that we're all in the same boat. We're all coming at it from the same space. And then, uh, you know, another is just surrounding yourself with positive people. You know, I have great influences around me. I have a great family, a great wife. Um, I have great coworkers and friends that, you know, just radiate positive energy. And, you know, it's those kind of things that if you're doing a good job, you know, they'll let you know. And so that thing, you know, positive reinforcement, praise, feedback, things like that. Uh, just shove them in your back pocket and bring them out when you're having a rainy day. So <laughs> that's yeah. great. I definitely live by the fake it till you make it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get into that later. But most of my chutzpah <laughs> is fake it till you make it. So there, there's there's going to be some people from past lives that were like, oh, shit, I hired you to do that. And you had no idea what you were doing. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how it goes. That's the point. It yeah. got done, though, yeah. I assume. Not my or current employer, though. Capacity. Home of the Innocents, great choice. Great choice. <laughs> Muy qualified. <laughs> no questions there. <laughs> um, so what was a time that, in particular, you showed a lot of chutzpah? And this could be positive or negative. Maybe you put your foot in your mouth, or maybe you really stood up to your boss or a friend. or. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't have a lot of examples of chutzpah. It's it's not something, it's something I wish I would do more mm-hmm. and be a little more bold. Um, yeah. I'm a pretty cautious, calculated person. So, 
I'm sure there's plenty of examples or especially small examples where I've had chutzpah uh, that was a bad, you know, a bad thing like this morning, actually. <laughs> um, my wife was going to the store and her windshield was iced over. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go scrape off your windshield for you. I'll be a nice husband. She's like, okay, no, but you've got to be careful. And I'm like, I'm looking at her like, come on now. It's a windshield. I got it. Uh-huh. So I go out there. I'm like, leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a man out here in the wilderness. Sure. Yeah. I broke her windshield wiper. And she had just bought new ones last week. Oh. So there's right off the bat, not anything big time. But I was just like, yeah, come on. Like, I'm, I'm rugged. I'm out right. here. I've yeah. got this. And I'm like chopping away at it like Jason Momoa in Frontier. And I just... Honestly, like you're cool. not wrong. I was I went full blown like psycho yeah. on my windshield the other day and it was kind of cathartic. It so. was it felt great <laughs> until I looked down and saw the broken windshield and I was like, okay, you might have gotten in a little bit over your head here. Yeah. So yeah. At that that the happens. Bright a side, lot. it sounds like you could have defended yourself from a wild animal there. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Exactly. So exactly. I'd probably just yell hey at it and go in the other direction, <laughs> but I mean so what about a time maybe that was a more positive <laughs> experience? Yeah, so I, I think back to almost my, so when I was 25, um, I took a job at the American Cancer Society, mm-hmm. and it, it was a wonderful experience for me working for a, a, a giant national nonprofit. I mean, billions of dollars in donations a year, thousands of employees, huge infrastructure, but it was a lot of stuff that I just had no idea what I was doing. So, I mean, I could give example after example after example from my three years there of like, whew, you know, I'm just going to go with what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, rather than just saying what I, you know, where I was bold or where I tried something new, I think in the spirit of this podcast of a, a, a spot where I really put my neck on the chopping block and said like, no, this is how I feel. This is what needs to happen is back in, so it was, so 2017 or 2018, so I covered a couple of different territories when I when I worked for ACS. And one of them was Northern Kentucky and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So I went up there and, and just had an incredible team of volunteers, just straight up badasses and, and in great professions, lawyers, doctors, uh, you know, CPAs, C-suite individuals, just a great group. And they hated cancer. And it was awesome to watch. Like they... This was their way of fighting back. They worked so hard to put on these events, and particularly this gala. And so my chair, uh, my, my event chair that year, who, who is still, actually, I just saw him last week. He's still a, a very close friend of mine. That's awesome. He had an amazing job. So he, I mean, he worked his ass off for it, but he worked for a Italian five-star resort. Might have wow. even been six-star resort. Like, if it goes up to five, this was a six. Like, this was, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was the resort, you know, it, it was where all of the who's who's of the world would go and yeah. spend. I mean, you would spend two weeks there. You don't go there for a night. Right. You know, had their own winery, had, had all Jeez. things like that in Tuscany. So, he is a cancer survivor himself. His wife is a cancer survivor, so he really wanted to do something big. So, he was like, what if we raffle off 10 days at this resort in the biggest villa we have like and we'll work our butts off we'll work with delta airlines which we did and got transportation there Mm -hmm. we worked with a local car company and got transportation from the airport so you flew into rome and then they drove you to tuscany i mean it was this incredible experience you got to go 
and drive Rolls Royces one day. Like, like I'll, I'll say his what? name, Steve. Steve, if you're listening, love you. Um, he, <laughs> Thanks, he worked Steve. his tail off to get this. And so Steve and I sit down and we're like, how can we get the most money possible mm-hmm. out of this thing? And so we were going to put it in the live auction. But, I, I mean, something you'll learn in nonprofit events is your live auction is only as good as the people that are sitting in the room. Right. And, and not to say anyone's better than others, but the, there, there's a sense of means there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the classic, like, what something is worth is only what someone will pay for it. And a live auction is no different than that. It's mm-hmm. you could have an afternoon with Tom Brady and Giselle and an autograph from them, but if you've got... 50 21 year olds who are in college it's not going to go for what it's worth yeah so we even knew that with this event is even with the people we had in there we were like this is a fifty thousand dollar experience and nobody's going to pay more than 10 grand for it because the pockets just aren't aren't quite deep enough for that Mm -hmm. so steve was like let's raffle it that's brilliant that's a great idea you know so we go we go to set up the raffle Mm -hmm. and Doing a charitable raffle in the fine state of Kentucky, the Commonwealth of Kentucky, where our, our state government is just wonderful. They're not ass backwards on anything. But Very forward thinking place. Yes, you exactly. Know? Exactly. So uh, it's really hard to do a raffle here. It's possible, but it's really hard. Mm. So we would have had to get a background check from our CEO in Atlanta. Wow. Ain't going to happen. I mean, we're like 3,000 employees. We only get a limited amount. Yeah. Ain't going to happen. So... We do a lot of our own research and figure out we can do a drawing. Mm. And there's a lot of different kind of rules around it, but we can do a drawing. And I have to work with legal in Atlanta. So Atlanta is where, where our company's headquartered. Mm-hmm. And multiple times they would just be like, you know what? We just can't do this. Uh. Yeah, we just it's just too much. We can't do this. So I was like, F it. I'm just going to write this whole thing myself. So I, I did a lot of research online wrote all the rules and regulations myself and sent it to, um, sent it to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And they were just, Matthew, you're not an attorney. Like we can't do this. This isn't happening. And I'm like, no, this is, this is a massive opportunity for fundraising. Yeah. This keeps the hardest working volunteer fundraiser I've ever met in my life happy. Mm -hmm. And it's just an incredible experience. So I, I mean, I went to our executive director. I went to our, our local VP. Mm-hmm. I, I got Steve and other people involved and very politely just said, we're doing this shit. Right. With like, or we are, you. yes, <laughs> like we are, you can, we will even do, you can sign off on it or not, but we are doing this. And so uh, we just kept beating our head against the door, beating our head against the door. And finally, sorry, I can't remember your name, but somebody opened on the other side. And said, this looks really cool. I want to make sure this happens. Yes. So I, I hate that I can't remember her name, but she was like, we, I will work with you. And it is about the hardest from a mental perspective I've ever worked in my career. Because to pull off this drawing with the legal terms we needed, with right. the bank information we needed, even the stuff on the back engine is just really, really hard. And we're a very small office here in Louisville. Mm-hmm. It's like 12 employees were all working on different things. So it was mostly oh. on me. Right. There's no finance person. There's no local attorney. There's no, and just the research. You that wrote it up without an attorney or. Any... I wrote it up without an attorney and then sent it to our attorney who gotcha. in Atlanta, who dolled it up and made it what it needed to be. But yes, like I found so impressive. Oh no, thank you. It was, you can find anything on the internet. So I just looked up (laughs) other, yeah, I I just looked up other drawings that I could Mm -hmm. find. Um, 
and tried to emulate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of good information on there. And, and the biggest roadblock we ran into, which is is interesting, so little, don't be this person, but it is out there. For a drawing to be legal, especially a charitable drawing, I don't know about a regular drawing like when McDonald's does drawings, but for a charitable drawing mm-hmm. to be legal, you have to make it to where you do not have to pay to enter. Uh, really interesting fine print. So people yeah. are choosing to pay. They're not buying a ticket. They're choosing to participate in the raffle and give a donation. So it's very interesting language around that. So that was the biggest fear that we had is how do we write this in a way so that we're covering our, our bases legally. Mm-hmm. But the worst thing that could get out there, somehow it gets out there that you could win this trip to Tuscany and not pay a dime. And I think Steve would have literally laid in his backyard and thrown up for 12 straight hours if that happened. And I probably would have just left and lived in Vermont in a like a cabin, a in cabin for the rest of my life. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, it, uh, long story short, after all of that work, we got it done. We got it signed off on. We did the raffle. It raised just over $40,000 in a month. And it was the largest wow. raffle in the history of the American Cancer Society. So it was incredible. Oh. Uh, even more fun is somebody we knew. Uh, and we did, we obviously did a, a random drawing out of a little tub. We had no mm-hmm. idea. And we had good regulations too. Like nobody on the raffle committee could win. Mm-hmm. I couldn't win. Steve couldn't win. And nobody with any sort of, it drove some friends and family crazy. Like, can oh. we enter? I'm like, I'm sorry, you can't. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, you have to protect exactly, this thing you've worked so exactly, hard for. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, uh, but somebody we did know and who was a longtime donor to ACS won. That's and, so and so beautiful. they, yeah, they went to, they went to Italy. And so since Steve knew him, he made sure to be there at the same time. And they just had an amazing, oh. amazing time. So it was, uh, it, it was really just, it wouldn't have happened if we had taken no for an answer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the story here of like, we knew we had something special. Yep. Um, and I'm not even being a jerk to legal or people like that. They, they had so much going on. They were understaffed. Sure. Like they, they were just like, come on, don't. Don't make us deal with this. <laughs> and we were those assholes that were like, sorry, we're going to make you deal with it. Yeah, we're going to make you deal with this. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but that was, you know, it, it was just one of the most rewarding things I've been able to do. And it was that persistence and that belief that like also the belief of like this is going to work. Mm-hmm. It would have fallen flat on its face if it raised eight thousand dollars, ten thousand right. dollars. There, there was a, there was a definitely a pressure to perform mm-hmm. once it was signed off on. Of right. Like we've done all this work from Atlanta, not even your local office. Like you've got corporate involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't f this up. <laughs> so it, it turned out, it turned out really good. So, what do you think you personally learned from that experience? Um. Did it impact future? I'll never do another drawing. Oh. So if anyone wants me to do <laughs> another, good. I will never do another drawing. Um, one and done. Uh, really, it was it was when you believe in something, you know, stick to your guns, understand mm-hmm. why you're doing it, and find something that motivates you to keep pushing. Um, and for me, that was the committee and Steve. They wanted this to happen so badly. Yeah. And I didn't want to let them down. You know, I didn't want them to, they did the hard part. I mean, coming up with an experience like that and, and, to, and to come and say, you're going to come up with this just mind numbing uh, experience for us to raffle off for this great cause. And 
we're going to say no. Right. So I, I, I think, (laughs) yes, I think when you tell yourself and and I do think in my very limited knowledge, you have to be careful about when you do this, because sometimes you are wrong or you ruffle feathers. But when you really believe in something, you can just say, I'm just not going to take no for an answer. I mean, usually that's me when I'm negotiating with Spectrum or DirecTV. <laughs> like, I go in with the same I mindset. It's like, lens. I'm paying $85 for this, and I'm not getting off this damn phone until you say yes. And and it works, but, like, mm-hmm. you have to find what it is that gives you your strong footing so that when you continuously get pushed back on over and over again, and not even, you don't have to be mad, you don't have to be angry or anything like that. You can just say, that I'm st- sticking my feet in the ground. Yeah. I'm being firm, and when they push back, I'm going to absorb, and then I'm going to push back again. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll also say this also worked because I wasn't an asshole. I wasn't. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't like. That's a great point. I made sure to be firm, mm-hmm. but understand, you know, kind of be empathetic, come around the other side and say, why are they pushing back on me? And I understood that. It was asking a lot of our very strapped legal department for a drawing for a gala in Northern Kentucky. Right. So when you put it that way, it's like you get where they're coming from. And I was kind of able to communicate that. Like, I know this is a lot of work. I know you're so busy. I know you said Kentucky and West Virginia shocker are the two worst States to do a charitable (laughs) drawing or raffle in, but we really need to make this happen. Right. And those statistics can change and like you made a huge impact. Yeah. How old were you when you did this? I was 26. Jeez. That seems like so young to like have such a strong head and opinion of like, this is what I'm going to do. It's the joy of, you know, there there's pros and cons to every, every career you take. And I think one of the, if if you were out there thinking about getting in nonprofit work, I mean, there's there's plenty of cons. I can say that sitting there right now working in nonprofit. I love my job. I love where I work. I love the people I work with. But there there's always going to be cons to working at a nonprofit. But one of the pros is you're going to have an ability to do things earlier you would in a corporate career. Mm, and and a lot of that is just based on staffing. Is nonprofits have to stay lean. I I wish it wasn't the case. We don't want to stay lean, but just the way expenses work out because you want to break even because you're not taking in a profit. um, No shit, Matthew, but like that's why they call it that. But like you have to stay a little leaner than other places and that requires you to wear more hats. And it also allows you, though, to step into places that if you're working for a large corporate organization, there's no way in the world you're going to be doing that at 26. So it's it's not that you got to be comfortable being thrown into the deep end, exactly, like, and just knowing yeah. how to swim. And, and that's you will what you be, did. yeah, you will be, and and sometimes you'll sink, and sometimes you'll swim, and you know you'll you'll find your way out of it either way, right? Which is true. Even if you sink one time, doesn't mean that you don't know yeah. how to swim, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> someone throws a rock on you, <laughs> like that's oh yeah, I, I I've made fundraising asks where I was like this this person or this company loves us. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. This is in the bag. I'm like telling my <laughs> boss, like about to come back with 10 K you sit down you're like, like, no, nah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> all right. Misread that one. Right. So, you know, it's still, it, it's still definitely it, it, no matter how experienced you get that. That's just part of the world. But, um, 
yeah, it, it, you know, there was a lot of strength with the people around me too. um, you know, learn from a lot of good people, got a lot of good advice and, and a lot of good advice obviously came into, came into the, the. Hi, just wanted to mention, uh, these episodes are not one take. I do a lot of editing in them, but no amount of editing could change the wonderful sound of Matthew refilling his coffee mug right now. You're about to hear it. So just sit back and enjoy some coffee ASMR. Maybe pause and go refill your own coffee mug. Enjoy. Fact of securing that, you know, drawing. So, yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're younger and wearing many important hats at once it's always better to ask for advice than just oh definitely fall into something. definitely and i mean there were risks i could have taken that wouldn't have been worth it even if it worked out for example i could have just thrown those drawing guidelines up onto the internet with our drawing and just done it mm-hmm. and i'm pretty confident no one would have noticed sure but if they did yeah. <laughs> we don't even need to. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I would have gotten the axe faster than you could imagine. And I should have, you know, so there was also, there's also operating in that gray. If you could do something shady or unethical and make a lot of your problems go away and take the risk, but you have to think about, you know, what you're doing there and calculating that risk reward and doing it the right way was a lot more work. Mm-hmm. But it paid out in the long run. The protection is yes, worth it. exactly. I, yeah. I got the money and I did not get fired. So, <laughs> yeah. Ideal. Yes, it was it was a win, it was a true win win. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm also appreciative of all of that work. Um, well, all of the work that you do, but especially with the American Cancer Society, because oh, my okay. dad is also he is uh, I think cancer free right now, but he gets tested regularly. So yeah. yeah, So all of that work is near and dear to my heart. So I really appreciate it. Of course. It's, it's incredibly important. It's a wonderful organization. Um, you know, ACS, what they do is they don't, they provide some services and maybe things have changed since I've been there. I try to keep Mm -hmm. up with it because it is an organization that I've stayed close to. Um, Really, it's just the incredible level of research. I mean, if you go on their cancer.org and just see the amount of I can say almost matter of factly, like if there was a cancer breakthrough that helped someone that, you know, that research was funded by an ACS research or an ACS research grant. So Mm -hmm. that I mean, the money is taken in through all these events, through all these donations, through all this hard work, uh, mostly just incredible volunteers who want to give back. That money's taken in uh, very highly rated on Charity Navigator and all that goes right back out there to these research grants there. Mm-hmm. When I left ACS, there were over $6 million in research grants in Kentucky. Wow. So the University of Kentucky and the University right. of Louisville both have uh, research grants right now, including uh, the Kent School of Social Work at the University of Louisville. Uh, they have a lot of, they've done a lot of incredible research and works on the psychological aspect of having cancer, having someone close to you mm-hmm. having cancer, you know? Wow. So, so how do we, that's fantastic yeah. that we're kind of branching into that now too. Right? Definitely. We're, we're <laughs> seeing important. more of like the disease, not only, and I, I never thought I'd be talking about cancer today, <laughs> but, but the disease not only affects, uh, the cancer patient from an illness perspective, but from mm-hmm. a mental health perspective too. And not only them, but those who are close to them. So how are right. we caring for the cancer patient? mental health while they're going through this this tough time and how are we caring for the people around them and yeah. a lot of that work is done right here in Louisville 
which is really cool. Yeah, and that's fantastic um, that those funds can be in uh, even like the state of Kentucky, which we talked yeah. about earlier. Maybe not always have the biggest numbers. Right, right. But yeah, a lot of and I, and I love you know I'm born and raised here. I love this state, so yeah. it's all tongue in cheek. Some some great yeah. work is being done here on a lot of different fronts, including that. But yeah. So you might be wondering how you can donate to a wonderful cause like the American Cancer Society. You can go to cancer.org. There is a big bright red donate button on their website. If you are also interested in donating to the Home of the Innocents, that is the organization that Matthew is currently working for here in Louisville. Um, You can go to homeoftheinnocents.org. No spaces, no punctuation, just homeoftheinnocents.org. And there is a donate button on their website as well. Thank you all so much. Well, fantastic. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. If you have anything else that you'd like to add, feel free to. But thank you so much for for talking to me today and sharing your story. Thank you for letting me drink your coffee and smell your citrus (laughs) candle and look at your disco ball. Um, This is, I always like to paint the scene because I'm always curious. I'm a big podcast listener. And yeah. I'm always like, what the hell does it look like in there? Oh. Like, it's it's pretty legit in here. Like, it's yeah, I'll, I'll, it's relaxing and I'll wonderful. Post about it. And, I'll make an yeah. Instagram page. Yeah, this is cool. This is cool. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. All right. Uh, so, what did we learn today? We learned uh, not to destroy your wife's windshield or the windshield wipers. That's the number one thing. If you take anything away from this, yeah. It is do not destroy your wife's windshield wipers right after she bought them. (laughs) Just don't do it. That is recipe for disaster. (laughs) We also learned about a wonderful organization, the American Cancer Society, and all of the brilliant work that they do, uh, partially funded by the great work that Matthew Schumann has contributed. So thank you so much for being here. Um, Take care of yourselves, everybody. If you like this show... You may also enjoy Dyslexics Untied, a podcast hosted by my boyfriend, Jacob Schumann, and Dr. Sean Apostle from Bellarmine University. Don't forget that if you are a hustler, a business owner, generally a happening person, you can get stickers made to rep you or your organization in town here in Louisville from Squidprint. And if you mention chutzpah, you are going to get 20% off your sticker order. They are so affordable, very high quality, and so local. It's a no-brainer. Go check them out. Uh, Don't forget that our theme music is from a wonderful group called Crow Wonder, and the song is called Humbug. I'm Bridget Bard. Shalom. Shalom.